Hey y'all, this is Jenny Bellicky and you're listening to the Funky Farm Girl podcast. This is episode 69, The Homesteader at Rest. So this week I've been enjoying a week off with my family, just taking a little break away from the homestead and spending some time with some sand in my toes and the beach breeze in my hair. And now my family is headed back home to the homestead and I am here for an extra three days um, with my mother-in-law and her friend and a little couple other members of our family that are all still here. Um, Michael and the girls all needed to return to work and school, so they are on their way back. And I am getting a little bit of extra rest. And let me tell you, after the spring and summer that we've had, just with the busyness, the busiest garden season I've had yet, um, combined with some some challenging things going on with us as a family and in my faith um, and just as me. Um, there's just been lots and lots of things going on that have just wiped me out. And so I definitely am ready for the rest. So um, you know that when we live in the rhythm of the seasons, the seasons are going to give us rest. We're going to work real hard in the spring and crank it up in the summer, slow it down in the fall so that through the winter we get that rest as the earth rests. Okay. Um, the garden stops producing because if we didn't do that, we would strip the soil, right? If we continue to just plant the same thing over and over and over again and not give that land any rest and not rotate crops and just continue to plant the same thing over and over again, it would be depleted of, of specific nutrients that it needed and would no longer be able to produce that plant anymore. Um, our chickens stop laying in the wintertime. Now there are people who use supplemental lights and things like that to keep them laying, and uh, I don't think last year we had them completely stop playing, but a majority of them took a pretty good break, uh, pretty good long break. We had one that diligently laid like every two days all winter long, but for the most part, they molted, they lost their feathers, they grew new ones, and then they took a break from producing eggs to just rest. And again, you can use supplemental light to keep them going, but when you do that, you're going to wear out your hen a lot sooner and you're not going to get as many good productive years. Because again, you can strip the soil in the garden. You can run that chicken into the ground, having her produce and produce and produce and produce without rest. And the same thing goes for the homesteader. Okay, the homesteader needs to slow down. Um... So, we talked more about that a couple weeks ago in episode 65 when we talked about preparing for winter, stocking up for winter, and how the whole, one of the big purposes of stocking up is to prepare to hibernate. Um, we want to have time to rest for an extended amount of time, um, in a, in a way that is re 
restorative to us. And so that's why we prep for winter. Uh, one of the big reasons why. The week on its own gives us rest, right? We have six days where we work real hard and then one day where we, we take a break. That's not to say we have no work at all because even on Sundays, there are things that just have to be done. And we still have to go feed the chickens and we still have to, if there's produce, we need to pick it. We may still have to prepare a meal or two. We may still have to maybe do the dishes or something like that. But for the most part, we, we try to take a break. We actually leave um, and go see my mother-in-law. And so we will spend lunchtime with her so that we have that rest. Um, so that we're able to stop from our six days of work and be restored so that on Monday morning, when Make It Happen Monday starts, we're ready to make it happen because we took that rest on Sunday. And even just in life, life has seasons of busy, demanding days. Or maybe you're in a season of trial and challenges and it's just relentless and it wears you out and you need rest. Um, I've found that those types of seasons are usually followed by rest. But even in the midst of those seasons, when you're going through that trial or through those challenges or through those busy and demanding days, you've got to be able to take time during that as well. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Whether it's getting ready for hibernation in the winter or whether you're trying to figure out what to do with your Sunday rest or whether you're just trying to get through a season um, or a trial or a challenge that just is wearing you out. We all need to rest. And rest does not just include nap time. We need to be able to fully rest body, mind, and spirit. Um, and in order to do that, we need to look at these three elements and see how we can rest in each of these ways. So, first of all, our body. You definitely need physical rest, right? Um, for the purposes of today's podcast, I'm going to look at this either in terms of a trial or in terms of winter. What do I do to make sure that in the midst of those things, I still am getting the rest that I need? whether because it's the season of rest or because I'm in a challenging time and I need to make rest a priority. This is how I do that. So number one, for my body, for my physical rest, I try to go to bed earlier and I try to sleep later. Um, and again, I say try because if you have little kids at home, that's not going to be possible, right? But as much as you possibly can. Go to bed when they do and wait until they get up to get up. This is not the time to try to do a 5 a.m. quiet time with the Lord. It would be better to do a three-year-old, three o'clock, maybe slightly noisy time with the Lord 
while your kids are taking a nap or supposed to be napping um, than to not have that rest. So I definitely encourage you to figure out when you are able to go to bed earlier. How much earlier can you go to bed? And how late can you afford to sleep? If you have a job, that's kind of non-negotiable. Uh, on your days off, are you able to get extra rest? Are you able to go to bed earlier? Are you able to stay in bed longer? Um, I also slow down my work and my routine. I spend more time reading books. And I actually watch TV, which I don't get a lot of in the spring and in the summer and in the fall when it's busier than in winter. I also try to make time for snuggles, especially when I'm doing those things. If I can take time to pet my cat, um, I have a little orange chair in my living room and every morning I'll go and sit in that chair as soon as I turn on the coffee pot and I will sit there and I will pet the cat until the coffee's ready. And that little bit of rest for my body to sit and to have physical contact with something else, another living being, and to spend time loving on her brings me some really good rest. It brings physical comfort to your body um, to have physical touch and affectionate contact with someone else. So whether it's your cat or your dog or your kids or your husband, make some time to snuggle. And definitely slow down your work. I'm, I'm not running from one thing to another. Um when I am in a season of rest, I pair back. I make sure that my routine and my work is more a bare bones kind of thing and really pull back on what my expectations are during that time. Um, number two, your mind. So we know how we're going to give our body some rest and then the second thing we need to do is give our mind some rest. One of the things I like to do is focus on my mental health. I'm constantly checking in with myself, especially in the winter when my whole focus is to rest and recharge and be refreshed for the spring. And so I need to evaluate where my mental health is. So sometimes I do things like morning pages. And morning pages is something I've talked about before um, on the episode about um, homesteaders on a schedule. And I talk about getting up first thing in the morning and taking a notebook and just writing whatever your stream of thought is for three pages. Now, I started out with a little notebook that was about a half page half sheet page um, and then I have graduated to a composition notebook and that is very difficult to write three pages in um, but when my mind is full and is not able to rest 
morning pages is one of the things that helps me the most because it gets it all out of your head and it stops the loop and it stops the spiral because it's all out in front of you. And then the key is that you don't go back and, and keep reading over it. You leave it on the page. Now, once you're done with that, if you need to pull things from there to put on a to-do list so that there are things that you don't forget that were important, you can do that. But other than that, you don't need to go back and read through those again because the whole point is to get it out of your head and to stop the tape in your head. So I do morning pages and I will also do a gratitude journal when... I'm trying to focus on a season of rest. Um, really, it makes my mind slow down and stop and think and be aware of blessings. Be aware of things to be thankful for. And that is hard to do when your mind is racing and going all over the place. Your mind needs to slow down in order to recognize those blessings and things um, that produce gratitude. And so I'll just keep a running list and I will just add to it um, over the course of my day. Um, there have been times that I've just left the notebook out all the time and just go and write in it. Um, I originally got this idea from Ann Voskamp's book, 1000 Gifts. She calls it her Eucharisto um, and it is her act of thanksgiving to the Lord where she notices things like... The rainbow prism inside a bubble of soap while she's washing dishes um, or the way the sunlight streams across the backyard or, you know, an egg song from your chicken after it lays an egg in the morning or hearing the rooster crow. Um, just any number of very simple things. Maybe it's a cup of tea in your favorite mug or maybe it's footed pajamas that your kids wear, that, that just seeing them in those footed pajamas brings a sense of gratitude and joy to you. It could be any number of things. But focusing on your mental health by being aware of things to be grateful for and being aware of the tape that's running in your head. Both of those things are super important for good mental health, um, especially if you're wrestling with anxiety or with depression issues, both of which can be problematic um, in the winter time because you're not getting sunlight and you're not outside as often and you're not in fresh air. And so the lack of those things can make it seem dark and stale and um, isolating in your home. And so you want to be aware of focusing on your mental health. I also like to focus my learning on things for enjoyment rather than things for work. Um, I'm real big during the spring and summer of running to reference books to remember what do I do for this uh, canning this type of thing or I'm researching you know a new kind of pickle to preserve or I'm looking up a way to simplify meal planning during the busy time of year and there's 
lots of things I'm learning. I'm producing a lot. Uh, I'm producing content for my podcast and, and I'm planning my kids' school years and all these things are going on and they require me to do a lot of reading that is work related as far as the work of my responsibilities, whether it be preparing food for my family, homeschooling my girls, running my podcast, um, homesteading, all those things I consider the work of my career um, as a homemaker and a homesteader. And so those are all work-related type things. So in the winter time when I'm resting, if I'm learning, I want to learn something enjoyable just for the sake of enjoyment, whether that be baking bread or maybe I fool around with learning to crochet or embroider something new or maybe I learn to paint. Um, I love to paint, but I'm not very good at it yet. And it's something that brings me a lot of joy. So that's something that for my mental health, um, especially if I'm having a really rough time or I've been down for a while, I will pull out paint and start painting something yellow just because it, it helps bring that brightness to me. So learn something for the enjoyment of it rather than for the work benefit. Um, read for the same reason. Read for enjoyment rather than for learning purposes. And then... The biggest thing I can tell you to do for your mental health, especially in a period where you're really trying to focus on rest, is turn off the news and the social media. Sometimes the best thing we can do is turn it off and step away because our brains cannot rest when they are constantly bombarded with new topics and new um, happenings in the news, new controversies on social media, new conversations, new information just coming at us all the time. Your brain cannot rest. Your mind cannot rest with a constant bombardment of things being filled um, in it. And so sometimes what we need to do is press pause and turn it off and take a break from the noise. And let the silence steal your mind. So I really encourage you during a time of rest to include some type of fast from social media and from news outlets. Um, don't worry, the world will continue to spin while you're unplugged from it. Um, it will still be there when you come back. But I really feel like that this is a very big key, especially when it comes to resting your mind. And when you're able to rest your mind in that way, that is going to have a physical response in your body. Because when you take away the stimulus of all these stress-inducing things like social media and news, then your body can relax better. And so then it can rest better. It can sleep better. Um, you're better able to focus. You're better able to be restored because you're not in stress mode. You're not in fight or flight. And 
so you're better able to rest. So, we have talked about resting in our bodies and resting in our mind. And last, but certainly not least, actually probably first and foremost, is rest in your spirit. Is your heart at rest, friend? How much time are you spending in Bible study? How much time do you spend sitting at the Lord's feet in prayer? I know that when I'm struggling with a need for rest, that this is one of the first things I want to run to. I want to spend more time in the Word. I want to spend more time sitting at Jesus' feet, learning from Him through His Word, and talking to Him through prayer. Because that's going to bring rest to my heart, to my soul. Um, that's going to be what brings peace. That's going to be where I'm going to find joy when things are hard. And that is what gives us rest. Remembering that He's in control and we aren't. Remembering that He loves us and, and has the best for us. Those things give us true rest. Because the other things, we can continue to do those and we can continue to strive and reach and push and try. But if, if our hearts don't have true rest, we're never going to be able to give our bodies and minds the, the proper rest that they really need. So my challenge would be, to soak up time in the Word, soak up time in prayer as much as you can, especially in a time of rest. And again, I know there are there are times of trial and times where things are just busy and demanding and it just brings you out like a wet dish rag. And during those times, listen to the Bible on audio. Listen to Christian music. Pray while you're working. Pray while you're driving. Pray while you're doing the things you're doing. Just open your mouth and talk to the Lord while you do those things. And then one last thing that I would encourage you to do would be commit some verses to memories to recall in trials. What are verses that you could quote to yourself, preach to your heart, that would bring you rest when you aren't at peace. What verses can remind you that God is for you? What verses can remind you where true peace is found? What verses can bring calm when you're anxious? Find those verses in your time in the Word. Commit them to memory. And it doesn't mean that you have to sit there and Look at it and read it 10 times a day and try to memorize it. Put it on post-it notes all over your house. The same verse so that you see it over and over and over. Or put it on index cards. And maybe you tape one to the cabinet, the side of the cabinet where you stand and do dishes. And maybe you put one on your mirror in your bathroom. And maybe you put one on your nightstand so that you see it all the time. Um... Put it in places where you will see it and begin to read it again and again and again and again. 
so that you can commit these words to memory. Because when you commit them to memory in your mind, then they're going to be planted in your heart so that your soul can be at rest because that word is planted there. And it keeps you stable. And it gives you the rest that you need. So, I hope that this has been an encouraging message for you this week. And really, send me a message this week and tell me how you're finding ways to rest. You can email me at jenny at thefunkyfarmgirl.com or just send me a message on Instagram or Facebook at thefunkyfarmgirl. Until next week. <music>